family, any success out of the home will not equal failure in the home. So I've been thinking much um, lately about family and family dynamics and just exactly what that means to me. And so for, for me, um, just to kind of understand where my context comes from, um, my parents, uh, my mom, when she was about 16, 17 years old, her parents got divorced and um, growing up though, they didn't have the greatest relationship. So she, she remembers them arguing um, quite a bit. And unfortunately, they you know ended in divorce. Uh, the relationship. My father, um, how he grew up, is that his father passed away when he was about 16, and his mom just did not handle that very well, and became a very um, unengaged uh, parental figure. And so, when my parents got together, they've been been together now about 30, about 40 years now. And um, so that's kind of how I grew up. I uh, myself was married seven years, got divorced, um, was single father for almost about six, and uh, just kind of single father. When I when I when I explained that, uh, let me give you context. I have full custody over my sons. Ex-wife lived in California, then North Carolina. Um, from divorce, um, well, actually separated. So she left, and then. Um, about a year later, she was remarried. So, and then they lived in North Carolina. I live in Wisconsin. So, basically, she's summertime mom. So she sees the the three sons that we have um, together once, uh, you know, seven weeks, seven weeks in the summertime, and then we split um, Christmas, you know, uh, winter holiday, um, and spring break. So just want to kind of give you the context number one is I grew up in you know your traditional setting mom dad um, you know loving relationship working hard at trying to be the best parents that they can be they were flawed I, I will admit that they will admit that they know that they were flawed um, my, my parents had what I considered a pretty great relationship pretty uh, strong communication skills at the same time they will tell you that there's um, there's things that they forget to tell each other or should have told each other earlier or you know there's things that they that still bother each other uh, but then they came from a different set of circumstances my dad obviously with with dad passing away and my mom with her parents being divorced had a very different look on family when they decided to get together um, and then for me from a standpoint of, of, of getting divorced um, the complexities of it how do you how do you how do you equate basically seven years of some ups and some downs, but ultimately ends in, in a very down position? Um, it's, for me, it was very stifling. It was, it was a relationship that was, um, it just left me feeling very weak and being browbeaten and feeling like I'm always walking on eggshells because everything that I did to the point of like, if I sat down peeing, where I put the garbage, um, how I engaged with the children, it was just frustrating beyond belief. So that being said, um, it wasn't something that I, I wanted to continue in the relationship. Um, came to a point that there was, no, there was no hatred, there was no dislike, it was purely apathy. Didn't really care what, what she did, decided to do with her life. But one thing that I did know about myself is that I was going to be a fully engaged father and that I wasn't going to be a summertime dad. I wasn't going to mail in my, my parental duties. So with that being said, I was a single dad for about five and a half, six years. And 
um, to, to do it well, you have to have an amazing support group. Um, so luckily I had some great friends that, that, that chipped in. I had a wonderful mom that when I first got separated, she came up and lived with me for about five to six months and helping me out, um, especially because I started a new at a new company, and so um, just needed a little more bandwidth to be able to devote to, to to work. And so for me, as I've been thinking about family, I'm very interested to know what other people's thoughts are as they think about their own nuclear family. Uh, my best friends come from my own family. My, my two older brothers, my younger sister, will love them, will do anything for them. Um, one of my brothers has children, so does my sister. Uh, my nieces and nephews, I will do anything for them, literally. Like, they need to come live at my house. They need something, I will be there as much as humanly possible. What are your thoughts regarding family? And notes. So, again, my thoughts here regarding family, the role that I view of being a father is a lifelong responsibility, and I don't take it very lightly. I, I want to evaluate. Well, so, in saying that, no, number one is I am not a perfect father. I am not a perfect parent. I am not parenting perfectly. My children, um, I, and I have th four sons, will be the ones to testify and say that I was not a perfect parent. Um, one thing that I devote towards, though, is evaluating with my wife what we do as we parent these boys. What are we doing to get the fullest potential out of them and out of ourselves as we look very, very seriously at the role and responsibility that we have being a father and a mother and even beyond, like way down the road, my role, my title as father won't change. Being called dad or daddy will, will always be there to these children. And there's very few titles that you have in life that stay with you for life, right? If you, be, if you get married, husband and wife, right? That becomes a very common um, title, you know, a lifelong title. Um, and then, again, I love that quote that there's no success in the world that will compensate for failure in the home. Now, so for me, I view my responsibility in being a parent that goes for life. However, I will allow them to begin to exemplify their own decisions and suffer a little bit of those consequences. So I will encourage my sons to study. If they decide of their own volition that they're not going to put in the time to study, I'm not going to force them to sit down at the kitchen table and study with me. Why should I punish myself? It's their responsibility then to take the consequences. They only want to review the um, material, the book, the chapter, whatever it is, for 30 seconds. Then they're going to suffer the consequence of being a, getting a poor grade. At the same time, they're later on in life, right? And I want to have a strong enough relationship with my children that they continue to come to me as they age. And my role with them will be to help be a sounding board to them because our relationship changes. It'll still be a parental relationship, but our ability to dialogue becomes much different than it is when I am, you know, an adult and they are a minor. When I am in my 30s or 40s and they're in their teenage years. We view things much differently and they need different advice and different direction. 
But when they're older and now they're an adult, let's say they're 38 years old and I'm much older and I know about their career, I might give them advice. I might tell them to beware of different things that might come, being distracted by other women or other men, um, being distracted by the pursuits of men, the accomplishments, the, the recognition, the uh, piling up of stuff, which will rust and which will break down, which will wear away, which will eventually get thrown away. So to make sure that they have their sights and their heart fixated on things that are of value long range. Sometimes you, you'll read books, they call these principles, they call them values. For people that are religious like myself, they're spiritual. I'll call these things eternal principles. So I value someone that has integrity. I value someone that has honesty. I value someone that has the ability to not shirk away from the responsibility of being a parent, not shirk away from being the, resp uh, the responsibility of being a strong husband. Now, right now I have four sons, so I think about just uh, the male perspective, but I think it works the same with the, with the, with the woman. Uh, that if I have a daughter, I'd want her to make sure that she is devoted at being the best mother, though that she's devoted at being the best spouse, the best wife uh, to her partner. And so as I think about that in my my role as it ages is it's less telling what to do, more of providing direction and, and again, listening. I think that's one of the biggest struggles is that, that parents as they age is they forget to listen. They forget that their kids are learning more. The other thing that I will say is that it's embracing the now, not looking back for those years that, oh, do you remember when you were young? Do you remember this? No, it's embracing the now. So as the kids age, embracing every moment, even though it might be difficult. Sure do. All right, so again, thinking about family right now, I wanna make sure that I'm fully engaged. So what I mean by that for me, now, I'll, let me give this a little bit of context. So um, when I was talking over with my wife, I said there's certain things that I'm gonna to have to do after hours still devoted to the career and helping us, you know, helping my career get, you know, moved along a little bit quicker because we've added an additional person to the family. And so what we decided, her and I decided, is that then I would still try to get home by five, let's say six o'clock. So that way we can have a family dinner together, that way we can help engage with the boys as they tell me about their day and engage with her. And then once the children, and then we can, um, as a family, we'll read scriptures together, we'll pray together, and then we'll put them down, tuck them in, give them kisses and hugs, and then, um, and then after that, then I will then get on my laptop and I'll start working. And so that's what we decided. Now other family might decide, hey, you stay out as long as you need to to get the job done and I will make sure that the children are being taken care of, right? And again, that could be, uh, I, I, know, I know a husband and wife where the husband, he is the full-time parent and the wife is the one that has the career and that's what they decided and that's what works for them. I think the important thing is as a, as a, as a partnership, truly looking at it like that, where you evaluate, okay, how do we wanna go about it? And not being concerned that somebody might be judging you with your values and your system, right? Where someone might say, oh, I don't know if I would do that. I don't know why you would you know, do that. Who cares what other people are thinking about the decision that you're making, especially when it's so personal as your relationship um, and the way that you want to parent. The, the other thing that I think of is 
oftentimes looking at the way that we parent, evaluating, I think innately, um, almost knee-jerk reaction, the moment that we have children and there needs to be a reprimanding and there needs to be a consequence inflicted, then we have a tendency to knee-jerk reaction to the way that we were parented, good or bad, right? Like, so um, I think it becomes almost neglectful on our part if we don't have a more, a stronger stance at evaluating how we're looking at our own parenting skill set and style in order to be better. So the way that I think about it for myself is if I'm reacting a certain way to my children, let's say uh, they're not sharing toys, they're young, right? And I spank them. And that's because maybe that's how I was treated. Well, then I need to evaluate and say, okay, is that really the right way that I want to be reacting in this circumstance? For most people, if they evaluate it, they might say to themselves, you know what? I, for me, myself personally, I want to do it differently. And by making that conscious decision, what you are actually doing is becoming a better parent. And I think that's, that's important. Now, you still might decide that you're going to parent them by... Um, giving them a spanking. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What I think is wrong is where you don't actually think about what you're going to do in order to parent them. And so um, finding out the decisions that you're going to do, grounding them, having time out, um, having these different reactions, you're going to be able to find out what works best for you and for your family. And that's going to be really the, the key the other thing that I find for myself, some of the things that I've evaluated when it came to my parenting style, is ultimately how do I want that myself to be remembered as I engage with them? And so I wanted to make sure that my best version of me isn't left at an office. Because for so many people it is. They, they show the best version of themselves with their coworkers, with people that they get along with really well. And, and then when they come home, they're frustrated from the stress of life, from not getting that promotion. And what happens then is their, their, their children are left with the frustrated version of dad or mom. And so I think it's important for us to have a look at how we come home. It could be driving through traffic, but maybe we turn off the radio and we just think and we decompress. And so that when we come home, we're the best version of ourselves. Um, it's going to require planning. It's going to be requiring um, humbling of, of oneself. It's going to be swallowing of your pride. But I think that success at home far outweighs anything else we do outside of the home. Sure, out. So I find that as a family, it becomes important to be able to set time aside to be able to get to know each other as time progresses. There's a lot of a time and attention that happens as parents to children when they're young, you know, feeding them, clothing them, changing their diapers, those almost just tasks that have to get done in order to keep the child alive and well and hygienically clean. But then as they age, it's being able to find out what their strengths are and having the maturity that number one, it's okay for your child to make mistakes, understanding that it's okay for them to fail and to fail big. And number two is to understand that it, it's your duty to have them be better than you. So the, there shouldn't be this concern that they have a better career, they, they become smarter than you. 
because they should. And if you have a loving, open relationship, they should still be able to grow with you and you with them. And it's being interested in what they like to do. So I knew a father, I think this is in book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, of a father who um, took all of his time off for the summer and took his son to every single major league baseball stadium. And Steve Covey had asked the father, wow, you must really like baseball. And he said, no, but I really love my son. And I think it's those kinds of things that we do in being able to just be interested into what they're interested in. At the same time, understand that we can't beat ourselves up if we can't devote every financial resource to our child to play on every single traveling league, to to play every single instrument. It's being able to hopefully help direct them to find what they're truly passionate about and hopefully hopefully educating them so that they that way they can make decisions for their own good and their own life and feel like they are in somewhat of a control of where their life is headed i find that oftentimes um, parents we have a tendency to want to be able to um, put our own desires right so if let's say my goal was to be a professional baseball player then i push my children to do the exact same thing It doesn't mean I can't play catch with them. It doesn't mean that I can't have them enroll into Little League, but it's identifying as they age, what do they really like doing? What is really motivating them? What really drives them to be the best version of themselves? Because it might be theater. It might be dancing. It might be singing. It might be something completely not baseball related. And being okay with that, um, it might not even be sports, which I think for some people that were really big athletes might be difficult for them to be able to recognize. I know for my sons, um, they aren't um, very big into sports. One is, and I, I, I really enjoyed playing sports. I wasn't an, an amazing athlete. I mean, I, I, um, I played in high school, but I wasn't a starter. or I didn't go to college for any sports, but I enjoyed it. And I still enjoy exercising and being active in that capacity. And my sons don't necessarily find that. One, one of them does. Um, the other one's too young to to recognize what he's good at besides eating and sleeping. Um, so um, it's, it's being able to pull out the best version of our children and help them reach their fullest potential. I think that's what we can do. And I, and I find it so interesting that we have a tendency to focus on what they're not good at and force them to get good at those things that they aren't good at, when in reality, it's okay for them to be focused um, really on their strengths. That doesn't mean that they're not gonna learn their ABCs, what I'm saying is that if they're really good at math, are there ways that you can promote that greatness in math? Can they you know, get involved with a summer program? Can they get involved with an accounting program? Can they get involved with an engineering program? And help them get even better at that strength. It's interesting, other um, educational systems, like when I, li- I lived in England, um, you actually um, only did, you graduated high school at 16, and then your junior, senior year was called A-levels, which you're only doing about six or five courses. And by the time you reach university um, or college, then you already know exactly what you want to be doing um, because you've already kind of started to narrow your niche in. And I find that to be extremely valuable. And lastly, is allow your children to make mistakes and experiment and grow in those things that you um, are okay with, right? Obviously, experimenting in drugs I don't think is a good idea. Experimenting in some, some things that are unhealthy for them physically isn't a good idea. 
but identifying for them what are those core principles you want them to understand. Sherm's out.